Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report for a Wednesday. It is May 5th, year 2021 of our goddess Lilith. Oh, that's right, I do that. All hell, Lilith. It is right there to give go. her thanks and praise. We'll get it right. Yeah, day. we're smoothing it out. We're taking the rough <laughs> edges off that. Hey, kids. Happy Wednesday. I hope you're enjoying your day so far. We're here for the next hour and change to make your day a little bit better, hopefully. I'm your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman, sitting here in the Batcave with me is the Rear Admiral himself, Sheriff of Ghost Town. <laughs> Somebody called in today and uh, called you the Mayor of Ghost Hamville. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. If That's a higher profile position than Sheriff you of Ghost from, Town. You went from Sheriff to Mayor. Congratulations. <laughs> Some people call him... Odegaard. However, those of us who know him refer to him as Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo, ho, Eddie. Did you say uh, goodbye before the uh, bathroom yes, trip I or made, after the I, bathroom I made trip? sure I was present All right. in front of her face and said goodbye. Good man. And then kissed her on the cheek and left. Good. Uh, Don't want to go through that again. Did you tell her that uh, we want to talk to her here on the show? Yeah, she's, I, I was like, you need to call in she and up for explain that? yourself. And she's like, well, I, well, she got all flustered. Oh, I see. And then she went to the comment section and she's like, well, a lot of people agree with me in the comments. I'm like, okay, okay. It just, it <laughs> seems weird. When you talk about it out loud, it seems weird. Ralph was dumbfounded. It doesn't seem weird. It's it just is weird. weird. So you need to explain yourself. So I think she's she's trying to formulate her argument before she calls in. She's she's got to get her briefs together yeah, before she, she gets to, to court. She has to organize whatever insane thought she has about the situation. Maybe get a legal team on her side when something she, when she comes in. Well, well uh, we'll talk to Mrs. Pence at some point to find out why Eddie <laughs> has to be in view. When he leaves oh. and she can't be in no. the bathroom. She was not happy I brought that situation up. Well, then she should but stop being the sometimes, Looney Tunes. Sometimes you guys shed light on these situations. That's the only way you can disinfect it. Right. A, a great president once said, the only way you can disinfect is with putting light in there or if ingesting bleach. disinfectants. Bleach. Bleach. Yeah. Inject bleach, you'll get rid of it. So maybe that's, that's what, what I'm doing. <laughs> You're injecting some bleach. bleach into my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens. Hey, kids, it is May 5th, by the way, or as me compadres say, Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. Cinco de Drinko, as I right. used to call it. It's a regular fiesta. Yeah. Right I love to ride on the drinking boat. Yeah. On an average uh, Cinco de Mayo, I'd be a few margaritas in already. I'm shocked you're not. Yeah, it's never been my favorite drinking holiday. No, but St. Patty, any holiday for you is a good drinking holiday, yeah, correct? Uh, I uh, I figured I'd take this one off. All right. Every day is a drinking holiday for me these <laughs> it's like, days. It's actually a drinking holiday. It's a holiday 
to not drink. That's right. Um, so happy Cinco de Mayo out there, folks, if you celebrate. By the way, a lot of people celebrate. Did you know, Eddie Pence? What? That Cinco de Mayo generates beer sales every year here in the United States on par with the Super Bowl. Wow. I beer companies that. sell as much beer for Cinco de Mayo celebrations. I mean, ordinarily, probably not this year. No. but Or normally, last yeah. year. But uh, ordinarily, it generates as, as much beer sales as the Super Bowl does, yeah. which is one of uh, beer companies' uh, biggest It's like the hallmark, hallmark version of um, Valentine's Day for beer companies. It's, or like the Budweiser version of I mean, Valentine's that's what I meant. Yes. You know what I meant. I know what you meant. You know what I meant. You know what Cinco de Mayo celebrates, Eddie Pence? Do you what? have any idea? Uh, Mexican independence? See, a lot of people think that. That's what I always thought. And that's not the case at all. What is it? Mexican Independence Day is on September 16th. Huh. That's when uh, the Mexicans celebrate uh, the cry of Dolores. Okay. You know what the cry of Dolores is? It's when Dolores cried. No, Dolores. About independence. Dolores. No, Dolores isn't a person in this oh. particular case. It's the city of Dolores, okay. Mexico. Okay, the whole city cried. No, the city didn't cry at all. There was a uh, Roman Catholic priest there named Miguel Hidalgo y Costilla. Okay. And he rang his church bell and gave the call to arms that triggered the Mexican War of Independence against the Spanish. Hmm. So that, that's May 16th. No, it's September 16th. September 16th. September 16th, 1810 okay. was the... Uh, Mexican Independence Day. So Cinco de Mayo has nothing to do with Mexican Independence Day. What's it, what is it? It celebrates a battle between the French army over the French, no, I'm sorry, the Mexican army <laughs> over the French army oh, okay. in the Battle of Puebla on May 5th, 1862, under the leadership of General Ignacio Zaragoza. And that was a significant victory? Yes, because there was a much smaller Mexican force up against a much larger French army. And they beat them. Mm. And so it was a bit of a miracle, a bit of a military miracle for the Mexicans to overcome the French on that day on May 5th. So they celebrate that day to, to boost the morale of Mexicans. Okay. Now, of course, Zaragoza died months later after the battle due to illness. And a year after the battle, a larger French force came and uh, kicked the Mexican army's ass at the Second Battle of Puebla. <laughs> And the Mex and Mexico City soon fell. To they don't the celebrate that day, though. so they don't celebrate that day. But this one particular battle is uh, held in high regard in Mexico, okay. and so they celebrate it. However, it's much more of a uh, perfunctory sort of commemoration than it is here in the United States. This, this holiday is much more popular here in the states than it is actually in Mexico because of beer, because of booze. Yes, because yes, it gets a people a uh, chance to drink. But I can't imagine why. They would celebrate Cinco de Mayo instead of celebrating Mexican Independence Day on the 16th of September. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Unless they just needed a, a summery, springtimey kind of holiday. Well, Cinco de Mayo kind of rolls off the tongue a little bit more than what is a. Uh, um, siete, what's the 16? Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis. Catorce is 15. Sixteen. Sixteen. De Sumber, oh, September. Once, oh, is uh, 14. Cinco, cinco, Fuck. <laughs> and we have so many Spanish-speaking Garmi members as well I who are just screaming at got, us now. I got up to Spanish 3. I did too. I was, I was pretty good at September, right? Spanish. It is September. It is September, yes. But uh, what the day is... Uh, once, doce, trece, catorce... Cinquenta? Cinquenta? No, is that 50? Uh, God damn it. 
I got I got to correct this error because we're going to embarrass ourselves. We with, already have with all our amigos in the garment. We already there. have. Yeah, but we have to correct it. So uh, I'm going to put uh, the show on a brief hold. And oh, Gilbert must be loving this. Oh, he's listen, dying listen right to now. This right now. Uh, we're going to put this on a brief hold, and we'll be right back with the uh, correct answer <laughs> in just a moment. Please hold. We know your time is valuable. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you as soon as possible. And we're back. <laughs> and it turns out it's 16. 16. which makes it make sense because 10 is 10. 10 and then 6. So 16, meaning plus, 6, meaning 6. Right. 16. Right. And then 15 would be is 15. Uh, 15. Like quinceañera. 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 Not quinceañera. 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 Quinceañera had a quinceañera. I'm trying to. It's not Tongue Twister Tuesday. Quinceañera is the celebration of a young Latin woman's 15th birthday. So that makes sense perfectly. So, yes. So, 16. De would not be as good for beer sales. No, it doesn't roll off the tongue. Cinco de Mayo is so much easier. Oh, boy. It's a long way to get to that. Con permiso, amigos. <laughs> know what that means? Nope. I know amigos is friends. Yes. Uh, con permiso oh. uh, means uh, uh, forgive me. Oh, oh yeah. You, oh, yeah. Okay. Excusame, you could say, or, or, or compromiso, which is uh, with a, your permission. Excusame is excuse with, me, right? With your permission, yes. With your okay. So apologies. Sorry, everybody. Sorry to all our friends. Sorry for there. my extreme whiteness. Oh, we're so white. So white. Oh, Ralph Report so white. <laughs> Hashtag Ralph Report so white. <laughs> it's going to be all over social media tomorrow. <laughs> so anyway, our heart's in the right place. Yes. And we wish all our Latina listeners out there a, a happy Cinco de Mayo, if that's something they celebrate, because we love you. Yes. You know say that in Spanish? Amor. Amor. What's amor is love. Yeah. Right. I got amor. How do you say I love you? <laughs> Me amor? No, that's my love. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't either. <laughs> I was hoping you could save me there for a minute. Then why would you? <clears throat> um, uh, 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 amor. It's got amor in it, right? Me amo. Me amo. Me amo. No, no. That's no. my name. No. Uh, te, te, te amo. Yo quiero. Te amo. Te amo. Yo right. quiero means I like. Right. Yeah, but te amo, I think, means te amo uh, I means I love you. I think. All right. Fucking okay. A. Real, real quick. Damn. Real quick. One more, one more quick hold. Oh, Please hold. Shit. Please remain on the line. A representative will assist you shortly. And we're back. <laughs> and it's either te amo. Te amo. Te amo. Or te, te quiero. Te quiero. Which one is a little bit more deeper. Te amo is a little bit more deeper right. love. Little te tr- quiero. True love. Te quiero is for Taco Bell. <laughs> no, it's not. Please don't. Te quiero Taco Bell. Okay. All right. That was a thing. It was a thing. That's it how was, I knew. It was an embarrassing advertising slogan for, for Taco Bell with a little chihuahua that would say it. Te quiero Taco Bell. All right. Um, mm-hmm. let's get out of here. Please. Now. Let's get out of this whole conversation. Let's move on <laughs> to, uh, you guys, our beloved members of the Garmy. We're going to reach out to you because we love it when you reach out to us. So many ways you can do it. How about an email? Ralph at the Ralph Steve or Eddie at that same email address. You can find us on social media or you can do what many folks choose to do. Leave a voicemail message 
on the Ralph Report hotline. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it is available to you. All I got to do is call up that phone number, one 833 Hi, Ralph. Yeah, and then you can leave your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments. I listen to them all. Then I grab a handful and we put them here in Garmy on the line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. You wouldn't be able to tell from the opening of this particular show. Yeah. But people come to us to learn stuff. <laughs> Can you imagine? I can't fathom. People actually reach out with questions about things <laughs> and then we give them information. I, I know it seems insane. And if this is your first show you're listening to, trust me, it's not always like this. Well, it's usually a little better. I'm usually the dumb one. Yeah, but it's a foreign language, and we haven't used it in a while, so we're a little rusty. <laughs> but ordinarily, we uh, we do answer questions on the show, and uh, here's one. What's up, Ralph? Uh, quick question. Um, right now, you just mentioned, uh, I missed his name, but that country singer's birthday. And, yeah, Randy uh, Travis. Randy you, Travis. You said he was white hot for a while. Yes. Uh, well, clearly, I, I understand what you mean by that. Uh-huh. But why does white hot mean what it means? I mean, I don't associate the color white with anything being hot. Ah. And uh, I don't understand why that means someone is popular. Uh-huh. So uh, I was wondering if you could give us uh, some background into why people say white hot for something that's really popular gotcha all right lmb all right i can see the disconnect here let me help you out with where does it come from where did it come from where did it go where did it come from we want to know where did it come from say it ain't so where did it come from Ah! something is white hot i guess if you weren't familiar with it you wouldn't imagine white being equated with heat usually white signifies cold like ice or snow yeah but white hot is in actuality the hottest that, flame, right? It's that, the hottest flame, right? Uh, actually, it's metal. Metal. Oh. When you heat metal, most people think of like a blacksmith, for example. Right. Okay. If you're heating metal, usually it glows red. Mm-hmm. That's probably what our caller was thinking. He would think red hot. Red hot. Yeah. And people use that too. Boy, that girl is red hot over right. there. Right. White hot is even hotter than red hot is. Right. Because if you take metal and you heat it above 2,200 degrees Fahrenheit or 1,205 degrees centigrade or 1,480 degrees Kelvin, Mm. the the metal gets so hot that it actually is heated to full incandescence, which is the phrase they use, meaning that the heat generated inside that metal actually causes it to throw off a white light. And that is the hottest that metal can get. So white hot metal is so hot, it's giving out a white light. And that is the hottest temperature you can heat metal to. Gotcha. So when people say something is white hot, they mean it's at full intensity or extreme emotion, which is uh, how that phrase was first started used in the, uh, the mid 1800s was the first time people started to refer to intense emotion and hatred or love or gotcha. passion. 
as something being white hot. Mm. So it comes from the 1800s. But now you know that when you when you heat up metal, it doesn't just get red. If you keep heating it up, the hottest it can get, it gets all the way hot. to white hot. And uh, that's so that trans translated into nothing could be <laughs> more popular, right? Than Randy Travis Being was white hot. in the 1980s. Being naked in a truck, and then he got naked uh, <laughs> and drunk in a pickup truck and crashed into a church, <laughs> and, that, and that made him less than white hot. And that's where it comes from. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? I fucking don't know. Ah! All right. Up next is Rudy. Rudy has a request. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna half fulfill his request. Oh. Hey, Ralph. Yo, Eddie. This is Rudy, one star general from Lakewood, California, and I'm just calling. I just want you to know that uh, I really miss you guys doing the uh, Ziggy check-in. Nope. Don't get me wrong. Ziggy is a terrible, god awful comic. Yes, script, it is. But I mostly just miss it because of the theme song. Ziggy, <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> so yeah, I just want to let you know that. But um, hopefully you'll, uh, if you want, check back in on Ziggy. Just nope. so you hear the theme song. Okay, love you. Mean it. Bye. Now listen, we don't have to check on Ziggy to see if he's funny. No. In order to hear Ryan, I know he's not from so. Glasgow, Scotland's brilliant jingle that right. he created for that segment. Yeah. So let's listen to that and spare ourselves the pain. Perfect. Of looking at a Ziggy comic strip. Ziggy. Is he funny? Ziggy. Fuck you, you are a little creep. <laughs> oh, I miss that. I miss that too. And here's the good news. And it's just happenstance, just kismet, as they say. Yeah. That Rudy called in asking for that intro because we also got a call from Ryan. Ryan called in. He was inspired by Mike Serber. You know, we talked about the fact that on over on Mike Serber's Patreon, you can have Mike record a, an original song for you. Yes. And Mike also offered to give Cooperman some uh, jingle writing lessons. <laughs> yes, he did. Shots were fired. They were. From Cerber. Well, Ryan was inspired, and he's also offering up his services. Hi there, Ralph, Eddie, and Steve. It's Ryan here from Glasgow, and I've taken a little bit of inspiration from Mike Cerber, and I'm willing... If the Garmy are interested, I will do custom jingles for any Garmy member for for absolutely zero cost. Nothing. Free. Wow. Free. So if you get any requests, get in touch with me, Twitter, email, whatever, and I will make you a custom <laughs> jingle or soundbite. For example, right. <clears throat> Cooperman, you can suck my hairy balls. Etc. Etc. Anyway, LMB. Wow. Wow. Etc. Etc. Uh, so uh, Ryan didn't let us know how to contact no, him. No, he if, did not. If you wanted uh, your own personal jingle from Ryan, <laughs> but it sounds like he's willing to help out the garment for free. For free. Just undercutting server, and you get it a cappella, as they say <laughs> in the music business. So uh, you can put your own tasty licks underneath it. All right, speaking of music, you know, we kick the show off every episode with some upbeat music, trying to make your day a little bit better. We call them our happy hits. Today's request comes in from Ted. It is both a happy and a sad occasion. Hey, Ralph, Ted from Phoenix here. Um, I'd like to request a happy hit on behalf of my wife, Cindy. Can you play the clashes, should I stay or should I go? 
Uh, it's Cindy's birthday tomorrow, May 5th. And while we both know you definitely don't do birthday shout outs, um, that song has special meaning for her uh, this time of year as May 6th is the anniversary of her brother's death back in 20, 2010. Um, that song was one that they both loved jamming out to, but ever since his death, it's been difficult for her to listen to it all the way through. But this year, she's trying to reclaim it and her birthday for herself. And hearing that on her birthday, if you can play it, would mean a great deal to her. LMB, thanks. Ted, thank you so much for calling in. As a person who has dealt with a, uh, a tremendous amount of loss in my own personal life, I'm willing to do anything to help Cindy uh, reclaim her birthday and her joy when it comes to this song that she shared with her brother. Cindy, we're thinking of you and your brother today. Here it is, The Clash. Should I stay or should I go? To let me know Should I stay or should I go If you say that you are mine I'll be here till the end of time So you got to let me know Should I stay or should I go It's always taste, taste, taste you're happy when I'm on my knees One day is fine and next is black So if you want me off your back Well come on and let me know Should I stay or should I go? Should I stay or should I go now? Should I stay or should I go now? Good tune. Yeah, man. man I haven't one. heard that in a while either. Yeah, excellent choice. Ted, Cindy, we're thinking of you guys. Thanks to everybody who called in today and Garmy on the line. You too can be featured on this segment, but in order for that to happen, you know what you have to do? You got to call me. You could use that song when Tracy's in the bathroom. <laughs> should, should, I, should I stay or should I go? I know what it, I know what the answer is. Stay until I'm done doing what I'm doing, and then you say bye, and then I can leave. Yeah. That's what happens. Uh, it's time now for us to take a look at folks who passed away on this day, May 5th. We're going to pay tribute to their lives and legacies in Hello, Death. you electrocute yourself or run into a shell? Hello, death. Did you eat poison mold or just get old? Hello, death. Did you fall from the sky? Ralph Garvin will know why, even though you said goodbye. Hello, death. Hello, death. Hello, death. Hello, death. 
On this day, May 5th, in the year 1309, Charles the Lame, King of Naples, died on this day. A terrible name. Yeah. I don't know whether he... Uh, was he actually lame? He couldn't walk. It must have been, right? Or he was just really a douchebag. Can't be that. You can't be a downer. Charles II the Lame, they called him. <laughs> Hey, you know what King Charles say? He's a so lame. He always tell a bad joke. He come in a party. He say, "Hey, knock a knock a who there?" And I'm like, "Oh, you're so lame, Charles." <laughs> so, King of Naples died on this day, uh, 1504. Mm. Anton of Burgundy, also known as the Great Bastard. <laughs> That's a great name. Yeah, he was a knight. Wow. In Burgundy. He died at the age of 82 on wow. this day in 1504. How do you get to be 82 years old? In the 1500s. In the 1500s. Be a bastard, I guess. I guess so. That's why he be was a, a great dick. bastard. Again, I don't know whether he was literally... A uh, bastard. Literally the uh, scion of a mother who is unwed, yeah. or whether he was just, just, a, just a dick. Asshole. Just a bastard. Speaking of bastards, 1821 on this day, Napoleon Bonaparte. Oh, yeah. Famous French military re uh, leader, not reader. Well, he probably did a lot of reading as well. Probably a smart guy. Emperor of the French. He died in exile on the island of St. Helena on this day. Now, the official cause was stomach cancer, but there's still rumors to this day that he was poisoned with arsenic. Oh. It took him out. Oh. We'll never know. Hope so. Why? What do you got against Bonaparte? Well, so he's a bad guy, wasn't he? He was, a, he, he, look, he, he did good things for France. Not right. for, so much for the people that France battled. But he but, seems like a bad guy. Right. I mean, when, when they list the Antichrists, he's usually one of them. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> 1886, Joseph Albert, German photographer, creator of the Alberto type, died at the age of 61. Mm. Kind of... Um, we have a lot to thank uh, Joseph Albert for. He was one of the pioneers in a process known as photomechanical printing. He was able to print photographs in larger editions that had been done before so we could get them in books and as prints and things like that. Okay, so that seems important. He was uh, crucial in advancing the cause of photography. 1921, speaking of photography, William Freese Green, British photographer and inventor, died at the age of 65. What did he invent? He invented a, a better motion picture camera. Oh, okay. Devised a series of cameras in the late 1800s that uh, really advanced the cause of motion picture industry. Nice. He also created a early two-color filming process in 1905 before people were filming in color. Wow, that early. He was able to create a film that you could get two colors on. Oh. So, you know, not, of the three that came later, not great, but still it was a start. 1944 on this day, Berta Benz died. Berta Benz? Berta Benz. You never hear about Berta, do you? You don't. No. She was the remarkable wife of Carl Benz. Okay. Who is best known, of course, for the Mercedes Benz automobile okay, company. That guy. Yeah. But she was an automotive pioneer in her own right. She was his business partner, an inventor, an automotive pioneer, as well as just being his wife. But you never get, you never hear about her. Well, she's probably a product of the time where the man but was those, always But those celebrated. times are over. Well, then, well, now, yes, but Lilith, back then. Lilith is our goddess here right, on this program. We so we're going to talk about this badass woman, Berta Benz. Right. On August 5th in 1888, she was the very first person to drive an automobile long distance. She drove for 65 miles. No one had ever gone that far before. Wow. And the car broke down several times, and she fixed it herself. Oh, good for her. 
bringing worldwide attention to the Benz Motofagen, as it was called Motofagen. at the time. Yes. And it got the company its first sales. People started buying the, uh, the Motofagen, <laughs> the, the Benz Motofagen, uh, because of the attention that she brought with her 65-mile drive. Okay. Like, you can drive that car 65 whole wow. miles? You can get to Orange County from here. It's ridiculous. Give me one of those Motofagens. <laughs> so she was quite the lady. This story made my head explode. Yeah. And I didn't know this was a thing. And if you do, oh, I will be surprised. I hope I do. In 1945, Elsie Mitchell mm-hmm. and five of her Sunday school students became the only people to die during World War II on U.S. soil. Did you know that Americans were attacked during the Second World War and died on U.S. soil? Well, outside of Pearl Harbor. Yes. Yes. But that, that wasn't... Uh, that's U.S. soil. Hawaii though. wasn't a, a state at that point. It wasn't point. a state? Oh, I guess it wasn't. No, no World War II no, it wasn't. No. no, it wasn't. Okay, my bad then. So not. So definitely not. Where did they die and how did they die? They died. And who killed them? They <laughs> you have a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions. They died in Oregon. Okay. And I didn't. Submarine? Got no, em? no. This is nuts. I didn't know this was a thing. We need to talk about this. Okay. Bigfoot got them. <laughs> no. Japanese Bigfoot got them. No, Japan launched balloon bombs into the jet stream in Japan, hoping they would float through the air and land on the west coast of the United States. Damn. Sounds like they did. And they did. They released thousands of these balloon bombs that were, uh, um, uh, what do they call it, incendiary devices. And some of them actually reached the United States. Wow. So this woman is out on a picnic with oh. five Sunday school students. Oh, man. And they're walking through the woods, and they found this thing. And she starts yelling to her husband, uh, there's something out here. We found something interesting. And the kids and her start to pull at this object. No, don't do that. And it went off. Don't pull at objects in the woods. Take, <laughs> taking the life of Elsie Mitchell and her five Sunday school students. That's fucking nuts. That's but nuts. They would launch explosives on balloons and uh, did, did this by the thousand and in hopes that the jet stream would carry it over to the West Coast. And of the some United of them made States, it over. And here. Some of them made it over. Wow. I had no idea that Japan did that. Neither did I. They were crafty. For as little Fucking as 15 crafty. cents a day, you're getting that kind of knowledge. <laughs> you won't learn Ralph Spanish Ford. here, but you'll we get are, stuff like we that. You will not be a Spanish tutor, but you can <laughs> learn about interesting facts about the second. That World is fascinating. War. In 1968, on this day, character actor Albert Decker died. Great actor. He was in a 1940 classic horror film called Dr. Cyclops. He was also the criminal mastermind in 1946's film noir classic The Killers. He was also in Kiss Me Deadly. He was in The Wild Bunch as well. He was the railroad detective in The Wild Bunch. He died on this day in um, a suspicious manner. Hmm. He was found dead in his Hollywood home by his fiancée, who was a fashion model, and by the way, we've talked about this woman before, future Love Boat creator, Geraldine Saunders. She wrote that book oh, that yeah. The Love Boat was based yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. So they were engaged, and she comes home, and she finds him naked, hmm. kneeling in the bathtub, hmm. with a noose tightly wrapped around his neck and looped around the shower curtain rod. He was blindfolded, his wrists were handcuffed, there was a ball gag in his mouth, Two hypodermic needles were inserted in his arm, and he was covered in sex words uh, and red lipstick all over his body. 
Doesn't sound like a suicide. It was not a well. <laughs> they, they they believe it was uh, accidental erotic asphyxiation. Oh, maybe. Yeah. It was a sex. It was a sex game yeah. gone wrong. It must have been. That's a fucking wild sex game. Yeah. That Dude. was the guy was serious. Jesus. But uh, she came home and found that. <laughs> that was the white hot of sex games. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it was white Doesn't hot. Doesn't get any better than that. That was. Uh, that, he was. I don't mean to king shame. You know me. I'm not no, that guy. No, no, but but uh, he should have had a spotter, something. Yeah, he should have had a safe word. Well, you or, can't have a safe word. You got a ball gag in your well, mouth. Well, you you can hum <laughs> a safe tune. Yes, you got a safe a safe tune. <laughs> I always use uh, um, a happy birthday. <laughs> seems, seems a long time to get out before you recognize it. you don't want someone playing name that tune when you're that close to death well what's more recognizable than that what two do you know but you can't get it in three tunes. beethoven's fifth <laughs> that's quicker that's actually quicker but what if you're just moaning uh-huh. <laughs> you moan to the beethoven's fifth I, i've been known to 1981, Bobby Sands died on this day. Oh, Bobby Sands. IRA activist, great Irishman. Died, um, really, not by his own hand, but he was on the 66th day of his hunger strike at the age of 26. It's a great movie based on his story called Hunger, starring um, Michael Fassbender. That's Bobby seen Sands. Never seen that. So if you're interested in the uh, Irish battle for independence at all, it's a, it's a good film. You should check it out. Uh, Walter Goetzel. Gotel. Walter Gotel, German actor, died on this day in uh, 1997 at the age of 73. Best known for playing General Gogol, the head of the KGB in all the Roger Moore James Bond movies. Okay. Yeah, that he guy. also appeared in uh, From Russia with Love with Sean Connery as a different villain. He was one of the few actors who played... Doubled uh, up. Doubled up, yes. yeah. But he was uh, General Gogol in Moonraker, For Your Eyes Only, Octopussy, A View to a Kill. <laughs> all the good ones. <laughs> Yeah, and he shows up for a little bit in the Living Daylights, one of the Timothy Dalton oh, movies wow. as well. So, <laughs> poor bastard. Two thousand two, George Sidney, great American film director, died on this day. He started off with MGM directing the Our Gang comedies, later known, of course, as the Little Rascals. Yeah. If you ever saw those on television, then he graduated to large scale musicals at MGM, like uh, Kiss Me Kate and Andy Get Your Gun, The Three Musketeers. Then he went on to direct films like Bye Bye Birdie. And Elvis Presley's greatest film ever. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> 2008, Thomas Boggs died. American rock drummer for the band The Box Tops. Died at the age of 63. <laughs> Great story about Thomas Boggs. He got out of the music business after he left the box tops and got into the restaurant business. And he was the manager at one of the first TGI Fridays in Dallas, Texas. Oh, good for him. Yes. And there's a great story about 
the box tops coming on the radio in the state in the in the in the restaurant. And the TGI Fridays. And him trying to convince the staff that he was actually the drummer on that song. Like, yeah, sure. Oh God. Okay, boomer. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. You were the drummer for the box tops. Oh, All right, man. pal. And he's like, no, seriously. That's fucking brutal. And put put some buttons on those suspenders too. I need more flair. More flair. <laughs> All right, speaking of food, you know what we do at this point? We find someone who passed away in history, and we find a food related to that person, and we run it past Eddie Pence to see if it's something he'd be willing to eat. Or hell, even stick up his ass and pull out. Oh. <laughs> what? big, man. What the fuck did you put in there? The size of that thing. How do we find out? Well, we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. This is a scientific device that will ascertain as to whether Eddie Pence will eat something or not. If the reels come up on that slot machine and they all match... Jackpot. Yeah, that means Eddie's eating it. However, <laughs> if they come up and they're mismatched... <laughs> then, <laughs> they're not going to be funny. Then Master P tells us <laughs> that Eddie will not eat that thing. All right, here we go. In 2008, Irv Robbins died. Oh. Died at the age of 90. It's a pretty good run. Oh, yeah, that is a good run. Uh, he was half of the team of Baskin oh, and Robbins. Baskins and Robbins. Not Baskins and Robbins. <laughs> just Baskin. And Robbins. Baskin Robbins. Baskin there's Robbins. no and either. It's just Baskin Robbins. Okay, well, I like to distinguish. Well, there's no distinguishing. Okay, it's two different people. Yeah, Burt Baskin and Irv Robbins. Irv Robbins. They got together. They were brothers-in-law. Oh, that's nice. And they each owned an ice cream store. In the 1940s. Right. Isn't that crazy? One was called Burt's Ice Cream Shop, and the other one was called Snowbird Ice Cream. And they said, why don't we team up? <laughs> one had 16 flavors, and the other one had 16 flavors? And no, uh, Snowbird had 21 flavors at the oh. time, which was unheard of. Wow. Because most uh, ice cream shops at the time Three. catered to the Eddie Pence's of the world. Where <laughs> they would just come in and just get one of three flavors. <laughs> Snowbird had 21. Wow. And then, of course, Baskin-Robbins, once that venture started, they would eventually push their number of flavors all the way up to 31. Right. 31 flavors. 31 flavors. Yes. Uh, over the years, Eddie Pence, they opened for business in 1945, those what? guys got wow. together. Over the years, they have created more than 1,300 flavors of ice cream. That's way more than 31. Yeah, but they only have 31 at any given moment. That's true. They keep cycling them through. Yeah. Some of pisses the, people off. Some they'll retire for a while, right. and then they'll bring it back and make a big deal. But uh, over thirteen hundred separate flavors of ice cream created yeah, a lot. by the Baskin Robin people. Right now, the top ten best-selling ice creams yeah. at Baskin Robbins. Yeah. Of that top ten, nine of them are ice creams. One of them is not, which I found fascinating. Oh, really? And like that's today's sherbet? food. Yes, oh. rainbow sherbet. Oh. Rainbow sherbet is the number. 10 best-selling item at Baskin and Robbins around the world. They have, I think, 4,000 locations or something. Anyway, Rainbow Sherbet is very popular with the folks who go into Baskin Robbins. Here are the flavors. Okay. And you can tell because it's uh, the mismatched colors and everything. It's very colorful. And Sherbet is different because they don't use, obviously, cream in no. making them. Uh, your taste buds will love this. This trifecta of fruit-flavored Sherbet, say the folks there at Baskin Robbins. The three combination flavors, pineapple, orange, and raspberry. Pineapple, orange, and raspberry make up the three colors in Baskin-Robbins Rainbow Sherbet, the 10th most popular thing they sell there at Baskin-Robbins. But it's not about everyone else in the planet loving it, rightly so. It's about Eddie Pence loving it. Let's find out. Let's pull that handle, and here we go. 
One cone, two cones. Oh my god! If I'm going into Baskins and Robbins, no, I, no S. I am on Baskin. Not, I am not going in there to order sherbet. That's ridiculous. There's no R. It's sherbet. Shibbet. Shabbat. It's not shibbet. Shibbet. There is one R in the beginning, but there's no R at the end. Sherbet. 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 Yeah. Sorbet. No sorbet. Sherbet. Sherbet. I'm not ordering sherbet. It's so. Good on a hot summer's no. day when you want something that's no. not so heavy. No. You want a then light. I'm not, then I'm not going to Baskin Robbins. Get a light, cold, fruity concoction no. that just cools no. you down and it's light and tasty. No. And you got pineapple, you got orange and raspberry no. flavors no. mixed together. No, it's no. also no. good. No, 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 no. It's good. I'm not going into Baskin Robbins and ordering that. That's not what I'm doing when I go in there. What are you going to get? A big bowl of heavy chocolate there's gonna ice be a, cream? There's going to be a warm brownie sundae. Oh, great. And then you go in the parking lot and just <laughs> throw it all up because it's 104 degrees no, out in the valley. Then I'm not, get, I'm not going there then. No, if I want to, that's what I go to Baskin Robbins for. I don't go there for Cerber, Sherber, Cerber. Cerber? You don't go, I don't for, go there Mike for Mike Cerber? Fuck <sighs> that. No, ice cream at Baskin Robbins. <laughs> Thank you, Master P. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, well, we try, kids. No. There's only so much we can do Not here. trying at all. On the Ralph Report. That's Hello, Death. Hello, Death. You're dead now, so shut up. Isn't it funny how there's no second R in that word and almost everybody pronounces it Sherbert? Sherbert. Yeah. Can we talk about that one I time on the show? But that sounds familiar. It's Sherbert. And so I've made a conscious effort to sherbet. try to say sherbet. Sherbet. It, say I never order it, so I never have to say it. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a word that I don't need, so I, I've discarded it <laughs> like, from my vocabulary. Like pamphlet. Like pamphlet. <laughs> Pamphlet's rarely used. It's, more, it's used more than sherbet. <laughs> I'll use pamphlet once a year. It's not pamphlet. <laughs> if I had more practice at it, maybe I'd get it right. Maybe get sherbet right, too. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show, and if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday? For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All right, kids. Now it's time to take a look at the entertainment news at a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Oh, Ben Affleck, man. This guy can't catch a break. What's he doing now? Didn't you see the big viral story? Well, I saw him and J-Lo, right? Yeah, well, we talked about yeah. him and J-Lo getting back together again or at least hanging out. But now that situation may be screwed up because oh. they're this girl on TikTok. Uh-oh. Her name is Naveen J, and she's an influencer, Eddie Pence. Of course she is. But she's also a model, and she's an actress. Okay. All right. And she went viral on Monday because she shared a video that Ben Affleck sent her Uh-oh. when she and he matched up on Raya. Are you familiar with Raya? I'm not familiar with Raya. Raya is the dating app for the rich and beautiful people. Okay, that's why I'm not familiar. In order to be on Raya, you have to have a certain minimum amount of income. Wow. 
or I think that's for the dudes. Yeah. Or you have to be <laughs> a model slash actress slash right. whatever. Sounds like one of those sex parties you try to get into. Kind of like that. Yeah. It's it's the exclusive dating app for the rich and famous. Mm. So she was on there, and he was on there, and he matched with her, and she didn't believe it was him. Huh. So she unmatched. And that's when he sent her a personal video. Oh, God. And this is what he said in the personal video, which then she posted on TikTok Ugh. with this uh, quote. She goes, thinking of the time I matched with Ben Affleck on Raya and thought it was fake, so I unmatched him, and he sent me a video on Instagram. Naveen, why did you unmatch me? It's me. It's me. Wow. Scary. He's not more savvy than that. No. I don't, think, I don't think he's a bright guy. But he's been in this business forever. And he's been through so much shit. You yeah. think at some point he'd be a, he'd wise up a little bit? It's so not do stuff like that. on so many levels. <sighs> First of all, I know the guy's divorced. I can I can relate, but he's forty eight years old, and this girl's got to be twenty early twenties. So it's already a little creepy. Then if you're on Ryan, you're rich and famous, and there's a ton of models on there, and then one doesn't work out. Don't go crawling into her DMs no. on Instagram saying, it's me, it's really me. Uh, no. uh, Naveen, uh, why did you unmatch me? It's me. Why? No, I'm thirsty. Oh, it's just, how does he not know not to do that? It's creepy on so many levels. Here's the best part, by yeah. the way. In uh, 2019, there was a rumor that he was on Raya, that he had gone on to this exclusive dating app and then he was being interviewed by a Diane Sawyer on Good Morning America and he said no I, I don't go on any dating sites I don't go on any dating apps or websites he said I know people who are on them and they have a fun time but not me I would love to have a relationship that was deeply meaningful and one to which I could be deeply committed he said while he's trolling 20 something influencers it's me oh I thought he was smarter than that he's not yeah, so uh, it's just creepy on so many yeah. levels. And this Naveen J, by the way, she's no uh, box of biscuits. <laughs> she's no uh, picnic at the beach. <laughs> she's no. Uh, she's no uh, dozen donuts. <laughs> she's no. She's no cotton candy at the fair herself. <laughs> she seems a little creepy. She's no rainbow sorbet. She used to be a stand-up comedian, Eddie Pence. Oh, she did. She started in stand-up comedian. Well, I bet she was great. And then she got some work done. And now she's a model actress. Uh, but before, when she wasn't quite as attractive as she is yeah. now, she was a stand-up comedian. Wow. Would you like to hear a little bit yeah, of please. her chunk? I would love to. She talked almost exclusively about uh, fucking and penises <laughs> and sex and <laughs> creepy guys and oh. how guys are always trying to fuck her. Okay. And, yeah. Here's, a, here's her opening joke from one of her sets. So my boss was telling me that sex was like an ocean. And I was very confused. And then it all made sense when he splashed all over my face. <laughs> so I told him, your penis is like an ocean because it smells weird and you have crabs. And that was the end of my very promising career as a waitress. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. She's I don't. 
I don't even get the premise of the joke. I don't. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Sex is like an ocean. She doesn't say. He doesn't say how it's like an ocean. I think she wrote. That's one of those where you write the punchline and then you try to reconstruct a premise out of the punchline. Yeah, I got to talk about crabs, so it's got to be an ocean. Ocean. So let's like, right, I'm just gonna have him say sex is an ocean, right. Without any meaning. The premise or makes no purpose. sense to get to the crabs and the come in the face joke. Yeah. Ridiculous. It's. Um, Oh, it's, it's, well, maybe her and Ben Affleck would be good together. It's a sad story. Sounds across like they'd the be board. good together. All right. It's me. It's me. Hey. Naveen, hey. why did you unmatch me? Hey. It's me. It's me. I'll splash in your face. <laughs> I got crabs. <laughs> my, like, di my dick's an ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Smells funny. What's what? Fucking dumb. Just, God damn it. All right, let's talk about uh, superhero news, shall we? Yes. This is sad to me. You don't watch The Flash over there in CW, but I'm a diehard fan of that program, and two of its original cast members will be leaving at the end of this season. We won't be returning for season eight. Tom Cavanaugh, who has been so good on that show in so many different roles. He's played uh, Professor Zoom, the reverse Flash, and all that kind of good yeah. stuff, Harrison Wells. He is going to be leaving the show, as is uh, Carlos Valdez, who has played Cisco on that program since its beginning, uh, AKA Vibe. I'm gonna miss both of those guys. They're great on that show, but I'm sure they'll... Uh, they'll. Has that show run its course yet? Like, has it got to the point where it's like, okay, it should be winding Not for down? me, really? not for me. I'm still all in. I, I felt that way with Arrow. With Arrow, it's like, this, uh, they've run out of steam. Right. Uh, two seasons ago, I think they've run out of steam, but this thing, I'm still, every week, huh? it's appointment television yeah. for me, so I'm excited. Now we can talk about Spider-Man, something Eddie can relate yeah. to. This is interesting. Now, I don't know whether people will choose to believe this or not, but Andrew Garfield, a former Spider-Man himself, mm -hmm. was on a podcast, not this one, <laughs> Josh Horowitz's podcast. I actually like Josh. He's a good guy. Called uh, Happy, Sad, Confused. And he was on there, and they asked him, look, you know, Spider-Man, there's no place like home, or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, everybody's <laughs> coming back. Molina's coming back as Doc Ock and Jamie this, Fox. Jamie apparently. Fox is coming back as Electro. Are they bringing the Spider Men back? Are yeah. you going to come back as Spider Man? And is Toby going to be there in the whole nine yards? Yeah. And he says, I wish I could be able to speak to everyone and just say, I recommend that you chill. He said, Listen, I can't speak for anyone else but anyone else but myself. And they might be doing something, but I did not get a call. So hmm. he is claiming that he is not involved in the multiverse that's going to yeah, be taking on. If he is, he signed an NDA anyway. So there's no, no way, way he could mention it if he was. But why would he deny it then? I, I don't know. Maybe just to squash yeah, everything. People are speculating maybe he, he just can't say anything. So he's yeah. he's trying to throw people off the Yeah, just the easiest thing to do is deny it. Yeah. I hope they bring them back. It would make it interesting. It would only up the IP of the original. Even if it's just franchises. a cameo or something, I think it would be super cool. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't need to be extended, but yeah, it'd be lovely to see both him and Tobey Maguire. Anyway, we'll find out on December 17th, 2021, when No Way Home is in theaters yes. everywhere. And lastly, TBS has announced the Conan hour-long show finale. Conan, of course, Conan O'Brien's talk show over there on TBS. It was an hour, and then they cut it down to a half an hour, and now TBS is uh, saying goodbye to hmm. Conan. Thursday, June 24th, if you're a Conan fan, you can check out the final episode. It's going to be an hour-long finale, and I'm sure they'll have special guests and all kinds of stuff. An 11-year run on TBS, by the way. 11 years. <laughs> the president of the Conan O'Brien fan club said, he's still on television? <laughs> 
Well, they've it's sort of cooled off for last, I would say last five or six years. It's sort of really. Never seen it once. You've never seen it? I used to watch it. On when TBS? First, when it first went over TBS, I would watch it. Wow, you're a brave man. But I, I kind of tuned out a little bit. And uh, it was not going well. That's why they cut it back to a half an hour. Yeah, and, uh, it was just like an interview segment. And, and then, then now they're just letting him go. But he's going to move over to HBO Plus, apparently. Or what's it, what's their thing? HBO Max. I HBO Max. He's going to have another show over there. So if you're a Conan fan, don't worry. He's going to pop up someplace He'll be else. somewhere. Being all nervous. Acting <laughs> like it's his first time doing something. <laughs> That's what he likes to do. Let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on May 5th. Actor Pat Carroll is 94 years old today. She's a goddamn national treasure. Not only a star of Broadway and film and television, but voiceover as well. The voice of Ursula in Disney's The Little Mermaid classic animated tale. Poor unfortunate souls in pain, in need. This one longing to be thinner, that one wants to get the girl. And do I help them? Yes, indeed. Such a good performance. Mm. I mean, as a voice uh, actor, you can't do better yeah, than that. It's amazing. You can just listen to that and, and hear that performance. Well, that makes sense. If you're listening to it, yes. you would hear that performance. But uh, you can visualize that performance. You can't see her performance. Yes, you can't movie. see it. But you can you, definitely hear it. You can, it affects you simply <laughs> with her voice. <laughs> Michael Murphy's 83 years old today. Another good actor. Lance Henriksen from uh, Millennium and Aliens. Uh, 81 years old. One of my comedy heroes, Michael Palin from Monty Python, yes. is 78. Not to mention his work in Fish Called Wanda, which so is good. just brilliant. One of the greats. I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. I sleep all night. I work all day. He's a lumberjack and he's okay. He sleeps all night and he works all day. I cut down trees, I eat my lunch, I go to the lavatory. <laughs> Wednesdays I go shopping and have buttered scones for tea. John Reese davies from Lord of the Rings and, of course, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Sala in yes. Raiders, yes. 77 years old today. Bad dates. <laughs> Bad dates. Actor Tina Yothers, Eddie Pence's good friend Tina Yothers, celebrates her birthday today. She, of course, was on Family Ties. <laughs> She's 48 years old today. Drummer Bill Ward of Black Sabbath is 73. <laughs> You hate that song, but you play it every chance you get. It's the most famous Black Sabbath song I know, song but you play world. it every chance well, you get. Well, if you're talking about Bill Ward's drumming, the drumming on that is pretty awesome. Yes. Until the lyrics kick in, and that's when that song Can goes south. He... Can he see or is he blind? <laughs> I think Ryan from Glasgow wrote the lyrics to that song. <laughs> Can he see or is he blind? <laughs> Little fucker. Lisa Eilbacher from Officer and a Gentleman in Beverly Hills Cop is 64 years old today. She was white hot for yes, a minute she was. there back in the movies. Yes, she was. And then she cooled off, became gray hot. <laughs> that would be metal when it's just, <laughs> just cold. Danielle Fischel from Boy Meets World. Topanga from that series, 40 years old today. Richard E. Grant is 64. Singer Ian McCullough. Of Echo and the Bunny Man is 62. Naveen, why did you unmatch me? It's, it's me. me. It's the wrong <laughs> Sorry. Here's Echo and the Bunny Man.
match me. It's me. Oh, God. Vincent Carthizer from Mad Men. We were just talking about him. He's going to be the scarecrow over on uh, Titans. Yeah. 42 years old today. Henry Cavill, the man of steel himself from uh, the Tudors as well, is 38. Singer Chris Brown's a piece of shit, so we're not going to celebrate nope. his birthday. But singer Adele, we love her. She's 33 today. We could have had it Naveen, why did you unmatch me? It's me. Adele, why did you unmatch me? It's me. It's me. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. But speaking of super talented and lovely British people like Adele, it's time now to check in with our UK correspondent, Mr. Steve Ashton. We're going to travel across the ocean and see what's going on in the world of entertainment over there in the UK. Oh, Steve. Oh, Ralph, Edwin's 10-second drawing, or whatever the fuck that thing is, has given me a new appreciation for him. He's the man who makes H.R. Geiger look like H.R. Puff and stuff. Oh, good one. Callback to Tuesday, by the way. I'm changing it up as well, Dave. See, I'm mixing it up, Ralph, making, keeping it fresh, just like a romance. Always evolving. Halloween decorations still up from eight years ago. The Spice Girls are in the news. <laughs> Come on. The Spice Girls have reportedly begun talks with a screenwriter, strap yourself in for this one, Ralph, to pen a sequel to their 1997 hit film, Spice World. Oh, I have to go masturbate. I'll be right back. It celebrates its 25th anniversary next year, and they're always eager to coin in on something with an anniversary in it. Now, apparently, they're hoping that the project may tempt Victoria to come back with them. Um, this is a quote uh, from a shady tabloid. The girls have been talking about how to mark the film's anniversary and are actively considering making a tongue-in-cheek sequel. Well, I can tell you, Ralph, from my perspective, they have to put their collective tongues in between <laughs> both of my cheeks to get me to download it illegally for free. Um, but apparently... It's still in the early stages, but they're talking to established names in the business. Whether they're talking back to them remains to be seen. <laughs> but apparently that proves they're taking a big screen comeback seriously. Although at this point, if Victoria's in it, it may be confused for a Walking Dead movie. <laughs> Come on. You know, because she's a dead-eyed ghoul. Right. But um, so that's great news, isn't it, Ralph? You you see, they they can bring back girl power to a whole new generation isn't that's good isn't it yes it is good it's great because at these times empowerment is what i is what we all need i think because let's not forget what they did for you know for women with their message of girl power you know nurturing young female artists encouraging young girls to pursue careers in industries normally dominated by men like technology engineering the armed forces using their global platform to campaign for voting rights for women in other countries and abolition of female circumcision and campaigns like that now they didn't do any of that obviously um subsequently made a bunch of male record executives male advertising execs and male 
licensing agency and management companies millions of pounds through exploitation of their physical image, including the sexualization of children by not uh, limited to, but also including dressing one of them up as a saucy child, like the subject of a Jeffrey Epstein wank. But apart from that, they did a lot, really, for the for the women's movement. Wow. But, um, but I'm just saying, you know, despite all of that, it was through their music, really, that they inspired a generation. Not all of that, you know, philanthropic claptrap they didn't get involved in. I mean, who can forget the rallying call to all womankind with lyrics such as, slam it to the left if you're having a good time, shake it to the right if you know that you feel fine. Chickas to the front, uh, uh, ha, si, ya, hold tight. <laughs> And therefore, institutionalized sexism and misogyny was cured. God bless them, though, Ralph. You'll no doubt be watching that, wouldn't, won't you? Abso-fucking-lutely. Fucking boomer. Hey, future <laughs> divorcee Prince Harry's in the news. <laughs> Come on, what's up with Harry? He made a speech in public, and uh, it wasn't, please, someone get me an annulment. <laughs> It was, no, he had his name up in lights and he was greeted with wild cheers and a standing ovation by a rapturous crowd during a speech at a star-studded concert in Los Angeles on Sunday with A-list Hollywood celebrities at the Vax Live event, which sounds like a TEDx for cunts. <laughs> no, it, well, it was for, actually, it was for frontline workers in attendance and to send a message to governments and pharmaceutical providers all over the world. He delivered a five-minute address calling for vaccines to be shared with poorer countries, which I think is a great idea. I, I know if I was in charge of a rich country against uh, who's against helping other nations out, there's only one thing that would convince me, and that's listening to Eddie Vedder and Jay Balvin mince about <laughs> in a half-empty arena. Um, speaking in an apparently markedly different accent than his previous Queen's English, Harry said, uh, yeah, we must look beyond ourselves with empathy and compassion for those we know. And like those who we don't know, uh, we need to lift up all of humanity and make sure no personal community is left behind. Uh, and he was among many other high-profile stars, including Jennifer Lopez, Selena Gomez, Gail King, Chrissy Teigen, Olivia Munn, and Ben Affleck. Uh, in his address, he said, we're coming together because this pandemic cannot end unless we act collectively with an unprecedented commitment to our shared humanity. None of us should be comfortable thinking that we could be fine with so many others are suffering. In reality, uh, and especially with this pandemic, when any suffer, we all suffer. And by we all, I don't mean me, of course, because I live in a massive fucking house with security <laughs> and multiple millions of dollars. Um, I didn't listen to his speech, but all I can say is uh, he better have mentioned Meghan Markle. Oh, right. He better have fucking said her name at least five times, because if he didn't, she'll cut his balls off. Well, She'll have to take them out of one of her Prada handbags first, sew them on, and then cut them off again. <laughs> but the good news is, the good news of it is the event raised $53 million for COVAX, which is working to provide vaccines for low- and middle-income countries, which, for me, seems like a very weird descriptor because 
Every country is low to middle income, seeing as all the wealth sits comfortably with under 1% of the population anyway. You know what I mean? Hey, <laughs> capitalism. But anyway, <laughs> I'm going to go now, Ralph. As it's Cinco de Mayo today, I will be celebrating myself. You know, of course, I go to Mexico like uh, once or twice a year, and I'll be celebrating uh, by masturbating to actresses of Mexican heritage. Oh, will you? <laughs> yeah, Sofia Vergara, Salma Hayek. Uh, let's have a look. Oh, no, not Penelope Cruz. Not after Tom. Not after Tom Cruise has been there, the creepy little twat. It'd be like watching a rabid coked hamster rotting an angel. Anyway, <laughs> I'll talk to you again. I'll talk to you again on Friday. And because it's Wednesday, very special day here on the Ralph Report, we take a look at a smash hit song and the artist who created it, but was never quite able to recapture. That kind of white hot success again. <laughs> it's time for One Hit Wonder Wednesday. It's the One Hit Wonder. One Hit Wonder. One Hit Wonders. It's a very common tale. Today's band was one of the first musical groups out of San Francisco in the 1960s that hit it big. But their roots are actually here in Southern California. Pomona, to be exact. Oh, Pomona. Yeah, things started coming together at Pomona Catholic High School for this band. And then uh, when... The leader, Michael Stewart, was up at the University of San Francisco in 1964. He put together a group of uh, four other students who all gathered together and created one of the biggest bands out of San Francisco in the mid-1960s. They were Michael Stewart. He was on bass and uh, banjo and guitar. Beverly Bivens was the lead singer for this band. Really, she was the uh, the voice and I think the, the magic in this band. Pete Fullerton. Bob Jones, and then Jerry Bergen, also on acoustic guitar. They made up the We Five. Here's today's call. Hey, Ralph. Um, so last month, my, my wife's friend Jerry Bergen passed away, and uh, Jerry was a, a member of the 60s group We Five, and I thought, uh, if you could, in Jerry's honor for this week's one-hit wonder, if you could play We Five's one-hit uh, you were on my mind. Uh, that would be great. Great. Many thanks. Bye. Absolutely. Jerry Bergen, very talented songwriter and uh, guitar player. The whole band was picked up by A&M Records in the mid-1960s. Uh, that label was owned by musician Herb Alpert, and he wanted to capitalize on the popularity of folk and rock music by adding new artists, and he did just that putting We Five's first album together. They had a major hit with their very first single, You Were On My Mind, released in 1965. Hit number one here in America and was a hit all over the world. Here it is, We Five with You Were On My Mind. When I woke up this morning Came home again, but 
we five with you were on my mind as quickly as success came to that band it uh it went away first they got into trouble with coke they've been contracted to uh, to record a commercial for them yeah and they went in the studio and they tried a whole bunch of different things and coke kept saying no they didn't like it they didn't like it and it turns out coke wanted them to do when i woke up this morning coke was on my mind and uh, they all refused to do it and walked out why because they didn't want to sell out well, come on they thought they were going to make an original song for Coke, and the Coke mm. didn't like anything that they did. They no, wanted, they wanted the hit. Out. You got to sell out. You can't sell out. You have to. Shortly after that, uh, Beverly Bivens, lead singer for the band, decided to uh, walk away from the music business. She just turned her back on fame and fortune and mm. just took off. Well, she's happy. So they replaced her with a woman named Debbie Graf Bergen, who was the wife of guitarist Jerry Bergen that we were talking about. That same year, they were offered an opportunity to record a song called Daydream Believer, but they didn't think it was going to be a hit, oh, so they really? passed on that. Oh, man. They recorded two more albums with the new lineup, but as you can tell, uh, neither one of those came close to the success <laughs> of the original lineup. And by 1970, it was all over for well, the They made Wii a couple five. bad decisions there. It, it, was a, it was a perfect storm. Yeah, yeah, oof. And that's why they ended up being today's One Hit Wonder. It's a one-hit wonder! One Hit Wonders. It's a very common tale. When I woke up this morning, Coke was on my mind. Dude, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. I've had those mornings where Coke was on my mind. <laughs> and your upper lip. <laughs> <laughs> my coffee table. <laughs> and a mirror. <laughs> All right, kids, that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Oh, I forgot to mention four-star generals. I should have said this at the top. Tonight is our fuhrer uh, what well you're fuhrer i'm not, i hope i'm out of this show if you're bringing a fuhrer into this show <laughs> tonight is our four star uh, viewing party our watch party where you can watch us record tomorrow's show tonight mm. if you're a four star general just click on the link i sent out and you can join us via crowdcast and watch us record thursday's show tonight yes wednesday night so uh come join us hang out with us we have a really good time with you guys so that's going to be fun Speaking of tomorrow's show, it's uh, Sex University. Oh. Eddie doesn't know it yet, but he's going to volunteer to demonstrate some things oh, tomorrow good. for me. For tomorrow's Safe topic. tunes. <laughs> You're going to want to come up with a <laughs> come up with a tune. I do have a ball gag we can oh, put on. You know, I hope it's new. Uh, I'd sterilize it. Um, mm -mm. <laughs> come nope. on. No. What do you think? You can't clean and sterilize sex uh, gear? I don't. Rubber is the porous. No, this, this one's plastic. Uh, mm -mm. it's not porous maybe marble if it was marble i'd do it <laughs> a marble ball like gag? a smooth marble You'd ball break gag. your teeth right but it wouldn't have any jizz lodged in little holes or whatever you do with a ball or fecal matter i don't want your fucking ball gag whatever you've done with that thing i've heard your stories come on by for uh, sex university tomorrow we're gonna have a good time kids i i guarantee i guarantee you're gonna enjoy it all right, kids, that's it for today's show. So do me a favor, come back tomorrow. But in order to do that, you got to take care of yourself. That means washing your hands, wearing your masks. Stay good in the hood. I'm still asking you for social distance. Stay sweet at six feet. Because life is life. Life is life. And that ball gag isn't going to put itself in Eddie's mouth. So no. come on back tomorrow, kids. We'll talk to you. Until tomorrow, love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs>